This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I was just uh, looking at our TV and studio here, and the CBS Morning Show is on, and Nate Burleson is on there, rapidly becoming the Michael Strahan of CBS. Um, and he's doing a thing on New Year's resolutions for 2023. I guess they did a poll. And what, are, what do people try to do the most? 52% exercise more, 50% eat healthier, 40% lose weight. I feel like those all kind of are tied together. 39% save more money and 37% spend more time with family and friends. All noble goals that no doubt people scrap like the third week in January. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, was the, what was the last one? Spend more time with family and friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I would say that's sp- right. I try to. I, I think the problem with a lot of resolutions people have is they're a little too vague, um, and they're not. They're not always necessarily something that's a habit that's easy to form unless you put pretty strict, uh, uh, pretty strict parameters on it. Yeah. So like, uh, read those off real quick. Yeah, like, sure. one, let, me, let me respond to one each, at a time. Okay, fifty-two percent say exercise more. Okay, so exercise, obviously, that's one uh, that you have to... This is what my suggestion would be. This is what worked for me. Like, the first time I ever got really very, very consistent with exercise were two things I did. One was that I never, ever, ever, ever miss a single day, uh, including if it's like a five-minute exercise. That counts. If you just do it, that counts, because that way you keep that streak going. If I do miss a day, you don't make it two days. That's uh, the the basic... The other one is that... um, and Sean, this is something you and I have in common. I stopped worrying about, I stopped thinking about how it was supposed to help my physical health and focus more on how much it helped my mental health. And because that's an immediate response you get from it. You're like, you improve your IQ immediately with a little bit of ex, uh, cardio. And um, so you focus on that and then you get the quick payoff. Instead of losing 20 pounds, which is going to happen like seven months down the line, uh, you just, you focus on that. Yep, yep. You and I both, I think... You, I think, pretty religiously, and me as religiously as possible, try to exercise before the show. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I and I know it doesn't sound that way all the time, people. Okay, but trust me, we are pretty mentally acute on this show. <laughs> <laughs> We're more acute than we would be yes, otherwise. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, think, yeah, think about what it could sound like. My God, uh, <laughs> eat healthier. Eat healthier. Fifty percent. Yeah, I think that's another one for uh, if you focus on. 
phrasing it that way, eating healthier as opposed to cutting out various things. Yeah. It is sometimes focusing on what's going in your body instead of what you're depriving yourself of helps a lot. That's a great way to look at yeah. it. Um, 40% is lose weight. Uh, to your point, I almost feel like that's a byproduct of the first two. You're right, yeah. That's, that's the effect. old Zen thing where it's like you got to want that but not want it at the same time. Do yeah. the other stuff that leads to that. 39% save more money. Hmm. It's a tricky one. Yeah. Should have been my New Year's resolution for the last 25 years. Notice my uh, alarming lack of uh, advice on this one. <laughs> You're going to get nothing from no. this show on that. You know what it is? That's another one, kind of like focusing on, what, on eating healthy instead of like what you're eliminating. Like cultivating habits and um, kind of... Uh, recreational activities and passions that don't cost a lot of money. Yep. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of very very reasonable slash free joys in life that are just as fulfilling as the expensive stuff. Thirty seven percent spend more time with family and friends is an interesting one because I jotted down like some very specific ones for me, but one of them I jotted down and it was after I got a text from our friend Jackie Goss uh, this morning commenting on something you commented on and you and I were both laughing hysterically at his comment which I don't know that we can necessarily read on the air plus it was from oh, three yeah. hours ago but yeah. I thought to myself I said you know what I like Jackie Goss and his wife Amber a lot I'm good friends with them they were at our wedding I don't see enough of them and so it's 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 not specific to Jackie he's part of this but there are friends that I have that are scattered about town yeah that I don't see enough you know right. that I that, you know at least see a few times a year not yeah. a once a year that I normally do so I, I I did jot that down like spend more time you know just with people like people I really really like I've got that uh as well for my relatives my older relatives mostly my aunts and uncles mm -hmm. and uh just more like this is a year where all of a sudden uh for the first time in my life I realized like oh Oh yeah, this is oh everybody dies. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's like you know it intellectually, and I'm lucky that it wasn't until I was 47 that I really got hit with it like kind of hard. But uh, yeah, okay, it really, really hit me that yeah, and that's it. And then you don't have any more time with them. So I'm uh, I've got my list of all my aunts, uncles, and cousins that uh, that that I need to get back into like more. Uh, you know what? I'm not, without even thinking about it, there's some of them I haven't talked to in a couple of years. Just a phone call, right? You know? Right, right. Just reconnect. I think yeah. that's 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 not that's it's a good resolution. I think it's good advice too. Um, all right, here I jotted down a few more. One of them, I, I'll blend these two together, and you do you you've been doing a really good job of this. Um, but um, I got to start focusing more on my social media, YouTube, Photoshop. Like I got to start oh, yeah. getting more self sufficient with my yeah. things outside of the show. Yeah. Even things that I could bring onto the show. Boy, if Ben Gary didn't have to get emails from me incessantly about, hey, can you cut up this sound? I've been saying this for two years now. Like, I need to get some good software to cut up my own sound, and I can just send the clips to Ben, and Ben would be able to live a peaceful life, as peaceful as possible. <laughs> um, you, you know what, Sean? Uh, as far as that goes, I think the one thing I've learned is that um, doing things the hard way is good, but doing things the easy way is... Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you're lazy because there are a lot of times with some work up front, like finding the right apps to do the very specific thing you want to do. Like I was like, I was spending some time trying to learn Adobe Premiere. And, and then I realized like for what I really need it for, for what I'm going to get the most bang for my buck for, I don't need to know how to do everything in Adobe Premiere. I need to know like three or four tasks. And sometimes there are very easy apps to do that stuff instead okay. of just going in and it does it immediately for you. So yeah, don't be afraid to 
be lazy on that well, one. Well, and I will lean on you to find out exactly what those yeah. apps are for sure. Um, I had a couple more. I'm gonna. I, I am. Uh, I am resolving to get at least seven hours of sleep a night. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Seven hours of sleep. Yeah, because I can you know go to bed that? at nine thirty. I can. I can yeah. get up. I can get up around four fifteen. I go to bed at 9, 15, 9, 30. I, I fall asleep fast. I sleep well. And, and if I get seven hours, it's a good seven hours. The problem is I don't always get seven hours because I'm a night owl. I stay up late. I watch games. I, I get wired, you know, whatever. Yeah. So seven yeah, hours. Yeah, that's a, the hard thing, too, is once you get into that, <laughs> I don't know, at least with me, if I go a couple nights in a row of getting seven hours of sleep, then usually, uh, like, I'll get caught up, and then I'm wide awake at, three in the morning yeah. and I'm doing my breathing exercises, trying to not think, but it's not like I'm stressed or anything. My mind is just awake and alert. So I feel like, I feel like for, I think the reasonable one for me is to keep trying to come back to and be sure that I'm caught up and like whatever my natural sleep cycle is, who the hell knows? Uh, as long as I come back to a baseline every now and then, I think I'm okay. But I don't want to like miss out on, I really enjoy being up at three in the morning with a head full of ideas. Yeah. You know, like it's, uh, you, you're so, there's just, it's, it's so peaceful and pure at that time. It is. If I could freeze the world at any time of day, it would be like yeah. five in the morning. Like there, it's, it's kind of dusk outside. There's nobody on the streets. It's peaceful. Absolutely. Yeah. I 100% yeah. agree with you on that. So seven hours of sleep. Last one, kind of show related. My boss, if our boss is listening, he'll like hear. I'm going to resolve to be better about the clock on our show. That's oh, a yeah. nerdy thing that the listeners probably don't care about, but Ben cares deeply about it. You can tell, Ben, a lot of my resolutions are to make your life easier. Just so you I know. appreciate that. No Thank problem. You. No problem. Well, the poop runs downhill, you know, so, <laughs> the, you know, when we, when we mess it up, somehow Ben gets blamed for it. Right, right, right. He's like, That's he's kind less of funny, likely though, to honestly. kick a garbage can over like I am. <laughs> um. And I, I'm going to resolve to also be better about while you and I are talking about things, if something sparks in my head, to write it down. Oh, yeah. Have a notepad. So we can go yeah. back to it. Yeah. I mean, I have a notepad open. I just don't use it enough during the show. So I got to uh, use it more. You know what I've learned about that? Mm -hmm. And uh, this is another thing that it took me until I was in my 40s to learn, the stuff that I really wish I'd known when I was 16, is to trust your own intelligence and in that usually writing down one word is enough. Um, like in taking notes, whether it's school or life, like one word will jog your memory. If you're only talking about the space of it, it's something you need to know five minutes later. Yes. As opposed to like writing down a complete thought. It yes. helps a lot. Yes. This whole page is just a bunch of one and two word thingies. <laughs> what was the thing I had written down the other day that I needed you to clarify for me? <gasps> it was, uh, oh, we can't say it on the air. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was, it was something sex-related. Remember yeah. the bank? It was the bank. <laughs> it was the bank. Oh, that's right. This is the bank. The that bank, bank of things that you keep in your head. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. I had, I had written that down. I had written that. And I was like, what was this about? And yeah. I knew exactly what it was about. <laughs> um, Do you have any? Okay, yes. Okay. First show-related. Yeah. And this one, I, I'm, I'm even embarrassed to, to say this out loud over the radio. And I don't know, uh, this is something that uh, I have an issue with and I've had problems with at various times in my life. I have no idea why, but this last year it's gotten really bad. And it's that when I get animated, I get spitty. Uh, and I spit when I talk. And if I were just at home alone, you know, as an absentee, that'd be fine. But I work with people, you know, I was just, 
There's times where I'm just, I'm getting going and I can't, and I can tell I'm spitting when I'm talking. <laughs> Sean's right there in front of me. And it's just, there it goes. You, you know you know where it's, well, first of all, I don't notice, like, we, you and I do shows in two places, in this studio and out at Bud Light Plaza. Yeah. And it's, in the studio, it's not real noticeable because there's distance between us and the lighting is such that, there was one day out of Bud Light Plaza recently where the sun was coming up right behind you. Yeah. And the way your body was blocking the sun in such a way that the spit fleckles were very visible. And I'm like, wow, there is a lot of spit coming out. There is spit like a fire COVID and brimstone. Yes. Yeah. Look, look at what happened when we put this radio host in a room with a smoke stream behind him. <laughs> Get him animated. <laughs> and he exhaled about... About Deshaun Watson. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Now observe when we mention Lovey Smith. <laughs> so, All right, so that's a good uh, one. I'm gonna try to do better with that. I feel like it is some kind of it's some kind of weird. I, I think it's some kind of rebellious anti-COVID thing for me. Uh, I was like, uh, I was all about like, whatever, man. I'll wear my mask. I don't care. But I, it must be deep down inside. I'm like, screw, screw all of this hygiene. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna spit all over everything. Mm -hmm. um, I want to vanquish my enemies uh, and one. also finish off any witnesses to the embarrassing things I did in my youth. So that's another <laughs> one. Um, a lot of bodies are going to get buried. A couple in of them have died already, so <laughs> I've really only got one or two more out That's there that I kind of worry about. Like, is I kind of like, is this guy going to write a tell-all about anything, and would people buy it? I don't. Um, okay. I love how Seth feels. It sounds like he feels like he's picked up like four extra hours because one of them died, and he doesn't have to do it himself. Like, <laughs> I don't have to think. Picked about up a whole it. half a day. I don't have to kill this guy anymore. God, yeah. I live in fear of the memoir, <laughs> and. Uh, I already said I need to reach out. I've got some very specific people that I want to reach out to and um, rekindle the relationship with before I die. That's good. And Or before they die. Mm -hmm. So I've got those. And I've also done a little bit of triage in order of uh, who's most likely to die first. So it's like my own little, de my own little death pool. Should I present it like that when I call, call them up? Present it like that? I want you to post it on Twitter. Hey, I know. I uh, hope you're not too tired. I know it's January 1st. You might have gone out last night. But you're first in my uh, sentimental death pool. See, I think and I you want did. to be sure I... <laughs> See, that's, I think you nailed it. You positioned it as something where they rank really high on a list. <laughs> I wanted to reach out and have a chat with you and ask if you needed me to pick up some cigarettes on my way to uh, breakfast with you. All they're going to hear is first. <laughs> that's all they're going to hear is first on the list. Like, oh, really? <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, so, that's funny. So one good thing I learned from MASH, triage. <laughs> triage. Um, uh, spitting when I talk, uh, the, the, you mentioned this, the social media stuff. I'm specifically focused on YouTube. Yeah. So if any of you want to uh, subscribe to the Seth Payne show on Give YouTube, it to him. Yeah. that's my deal. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm moving away from every other form of social media. I can't focus on all those things. I'm just going to be a YouTube, uh, YouTube and sports radio 610. How many subscribers do you need deal. to get before you start getting money for that? Um, uh, a thousand okay. subscribers wow. and four thousand hours of view time. Ah, okay. So okay. I'm at like I'm at like six hundred fifty subscribers. I haven't promoted it. I've promoted it very little on Twitter and or even like I mention it every now and then on radio. But I mostly like I've wanted to learn how to do it organically. So I'm trying to just use the search like the algorithm itself and like post videos and I also like I'm, I'm doing a lot of the editing myself so uh, my first several videos really sucked and now they're getting better so I'm feeling more confident and I'm all but it's really it's fascinating Google 
owns YouTube and they give you so much information about each video. Wow. You kind of just get wrapped up in like trying to figure out exactly what works, what doesn't. Yeah. And I feel like if I were trying to boost that by promoting it on my social media, I wouldn't be learning all that stuff. Yeah. So it's been fun. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Can you see it like so, right But to- now, yeah. now that my videos don't completely suck, go ahead and subscribe Seth Payne Show on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Give it a Google. Hit it. Put it in your Google machine. All right, so those are our uh, New Year's resolutions. If you have, if you have any uh, people uh, out there, if you have any that uh, go kind of not not just like the ones like we read, like lose weight, eat better. I want like obscure ones, like obscure New Year's resolutions, because it might trigger me to go do something like that. Um, all right, um, let's continue with our retrospective. Uh, there were a lot of folks that died in and out of sports throughout the year. Celebrity deaths that affected us the most in 2022. That is next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Pain and Pendergast. Jackie Goss just tweeted at us. He approves of my fantastic New Year's resolution to see Jackie oh, Goss get, more. Yeah, yeah, to see Jackie more. Yeah, no, I to see various Jackie people, and, but I use him as the example. Yeah, I've gotten to the point I know where I've turned down enough invitations that now uh, Jackie and Clint don't invite me to anything. So I get it. I say, you know when you know when somebody invites you to something a couple times and you say no, and then like because you're selfish afterwards. Like after a while, you're like, hey, they don't invite me to things anymore. Yeah, because uh, you've rejected them, you dumbass. Yeah. Of course they're not going to keep Just inviting to be, me to stuff. Before we start intra-show controversy, it's not Clint Sterner who's not inviting Seth to things. Oh, it's no, 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 right. Uh, Clint Shane. Our friend Clint Shane, yeah. Who's, who, by I, the uh, way... Sometimes I've, for the most part, when we do a show, a lot of times I like to think I'm doing the show basically for Clint and Jackie. Yeah. Because um, Clint, Clint's kind of got a... Uh, Clint's almost like that guy that Clint Shane is that guy that was uh, like if he hadn't been a football player in an Aggie probably like, would have been an artist or something yeah. like he's just he's got a kind of a he's got kind of a different vibe to him that I respect and admire. I always I like people like Clint. Well, you know what Texans Bill too. We'll take that too uh, uh, at the uh, the underscore reliant because he's um 
You know, he's an oil and gas dude, but like way smarter than people would think because he's just got a kind of a gruff demeanor and all that. Was, I, I like those guys. And he yeah. plays a character on Twitter. That's, you know, that's it, just yeah. to be clear. I think people are like, that Texans, Bill? He sounds like a, a hick, a redneck hick. He's 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 playing a he's playing a part. Um, Clint Shane, by the way, had been pining for the uh, pining for the partnership of Payne and Pendergast going well back before 2019 when you and I got put together. Uh, oh yeah, Clint Shane going back as far yeah. as like 2015 and said, "I'd really like to hear you and Seth on a show together." Well, Clint's one too that um, like if Clint were my program director, he'd probably get me in trouble because he wants me to do a lot of stuff that's non-sports related, mm-hmm. which is which is cool, and we should we should probably do more non-sports stuff on the show. Yeah. Um, but I know you know I need to be reined in, and uh, I can't go off on too many tangents. No. So that's where the the, the Seth Payne show on YouTube. Uh, promises tangents galore outside the world of not not tangents but whole that's the nice thing about youtube you can do a whole other you know just a random video on like okay what the hell is bitcoin i'm gonna do a bitcoin video that's right and uh if you don't want to you don't want to watch it you don't watch it that's it if you if all you want is hot davis mills and jeff driscoll action then so be it that's it you can go find that anywhere on the internet but by god seth's gonna give you tangents when he wants to on his youtube channel the Seth Payne Show. Um, so that said, speaking of tangents, a lot of people died in 2022. Were there uh, any, I, I, you know, the, the question becomes, are there any of these that affected you in a particularly specific way, a, a, a particular emotional attachment? And I would say this, Seth, I've got them, I've got them on my sheet here kind of divided into buckets of, of celebrity deaths, sports, and Hollywood. The one bucket that affected me the most, mostly because it felt like they all happened within like two weeks of each other, and it yeah. happened right around the time Amy and I went to the Mob muse- Museum in Vegas. You know, I'm a big mob guy. Watch Tulsa yeah, right. King, by the way, and I'll talk about that in a second. Oh, okay, yeah. There were like four mob-related deaths, fictitious, kind of. Tony Sirico was actually in the mob at one point. But Paul Sorvino, who played uh, Pauly Cicero in Goodfellas. Tony Sirico, who played Pauly Walnuts on The Sopranos. James Caan, Sonny Corleone in The Godfather, and Ray Liotta, Henry Hill in The Godfather, all died within like a month of each other. Yeah, I forgot James Caan died. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's tough. Ray Liotta was 67. I thought he was much older than that. Oh, really? 67. I I always thought he was a younger guy who looked older. Because he had, uh, I think he had a little bit of work done, you know, towards the end there. Probably. It's hard to to tell, yeah. Yeah. but and it's weird. Yeah, you know, we've gotten to a stage in life where all of a sudden now it, it's a shock when somebody in their upper sixties dies. It yeah. feels like it's way too soon. Yes, sixty-seven. Yeah, it's a good reminder too that like, hey, even uh, even Hollywood folk who we know live the cleanest of lives, uh, but do also <laughs> have the do also have you know generally pretty good medical care and resources and everything. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's, that's. It's not enough to save you. No, you're you right. Get the, out there into those 50s and 60s, man. Just uh, start taking care of yourself, but also get your affairs in order. The average age of those four guys I just named was probably like 78 years old. I will also note four and it was of them. Too soon. Four of them probably probably chronic smokers too. Like they probably oh, they yeah. were probably smoking at the very very end. So there so yeah. there's that. But the the mob deaths are the one that the ones that affected me in a particularly profound way this year. The fake mob deaths. The fake mob deaths. Yes, yes. Because I love those shows and those movies. Of all those guys. Those three guys, like uh, Ray Liotta, Tony Sirico, uh, and Paul Sorvino, you very much associate with the mafia. With, with James Caan, it's a you know he was a, a much more diverse actor. Yes, different range. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Plus, he wasn't Italian, right? Was his role not Italian in the movie? Wasn't he just... Well, he uh, was, no, no, no. You're thinking of Tom Hagen. You're thinking of... Uh, what's the actor's name who played... Uh, Duval. Uh, uh, Thomas Duval. Oh, Robert Duval. Robert Duval. Okay. Yeah, Robert Thomas yeah. Duval. Who the hell's Thomas Duval? Robert Duval. Yeah, he was... Tom Hagen was Irish. They found him on the street and they adopted him. No, but James Caan's not Italian either. In real life, he's not, but Sonny Corleone was. Sonny Corleone, the character, was Italian. Oh, okay. Yeah. His name was... He was a Corleone? Yes. Oh, yeah, I didn't even was, realize. I yeah, thought he was, he was like uh, some random dude. No, okay. he was All the right. son of Vito Corleone. He was Michael oh, Corleone's okay. brother. Yeah, but yeah. not not but not Italian in real life. In so, real life, but not that, that's the thing. Like it's like those other guys are Italian, Italian. Right. James Caan. Right. I was like, okay, so that's why one of the things I didn't like about The Godfather, and I couldn't get into it honestly, was like. This guy's, they're not even trying to make him look Italian. Like, what the hell is it? I grew up in a very heavily Italian-American area. And I'm like, this guy's like, what the, he's the, he's the Strucata. Or so, I don't know. I don't know Italian. <laughs> Pacino looked Italian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you're yeah. right. You're right. There's a contrast there. Um, the music world got hit particularly hard this year. Um, Christine McVie, just the, from Fleetwood Mac, just passed this past week. Of course, we know the... Tragic story of, of takeoff from Migos here locally. Jerry Lee Lewis, 87. I didn't even know he was still alive. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis died? 87 years old. He died. Yeah, he died. Um, so some of this is news, I guess, to some people. It's <laughs> both a remembrance a and breaking news. Loretta Lynn, 90 years old, passed. Uh, Coolio, 59. Oh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking Jerry Lewis. Is he still oh. alive? I don't think so. I don't think Jerry Lewis is still. I thought he was too angry to die. That was an angry comedian right there. Jerry um, Lewis. The, he came from an era when it was like you could get away with being a 100% opposite of your on, on-screen persona. Whereas now, you know, like poor Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, just because she's a monster in real life, we can't watch her on TV. Oh. <laughs> Jerry Lewis passed in August of 2017. Okay, um, so just a couple months ago. Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Olivia, great balls of fire and whatnot. Yeah, great balls of fire. Uh, left behind a wife who was probably like... T- 13. 20 years old, yeah. <laughs> um, Olivia Newton-John, yeah. that one hit. That hit hard, because Olivia Newton-John was one of the first ones where I realized, like, hey, whoa, something's a-stirring. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Spish. What's this all about? Did you... What? This isn't like my aunt or grandma. Okay, did you like did you like prissy cheerleader Olivia Newton John in Greece or slutty leather Olivia Newton John in Greece? I liked Olivia Newton John who existed in the world. Okay, it there was, you go. Uh, it no did preference. Not well, oh wait, when was she? Are you talking about like in Greece when they dressed her up like a at the end where like, she turned? Well, I into, wasn't buying it. Yeah, so yeah. In, like in that movie, I liked yeah. prissy Olivia Newton. Yeah, girl I wasn't next door. Buying the, yeah. yeah. You're like, you can put the leather jacket on, but I know what's going Curtains don't match the drapes, <laughs> metaphorically. So right, metaphorically. I think that, um, uh, but Olivia Newton-John, like uh, uh, aerobics Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Let's get physical yeah. Olivia Newton-John. That's good stuff. She was 73. Yeah, you got to understand, back in the day, the leotard was just catching on to the non-ballerina crowd. Yep. Uh Flat butts were all over the place. Yes. Uh, leg warmers. Right. Just, uh, leg you know, warmers. Oh. You know, hiding that most erotic yes. of all erogenous zones, the ankle yeah. and lower calf. Yeah. Yes. It, was a, it was a hot time to be a young man it growing was. up in the 80s. It was. Olivia Newton-John bouncing around all over the place. She was right in the middle of it, no doubt. Meatloaf died. Meatloaf. Yeah. Another, another sexy leg warmer. <laughs> or I... 
I like Meatloaf. I like his music, some of it. Um, Meatloaf, I will uh, always remember Meatloaf as the contestant who Donald Trump made cry the most on The Apprentice. That dude cried uh, all the time on that show. Meatloaf. Yeah, which is it's funny. Um, I'm going to tell you, Meatloaf uh, is, is most known for Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Mm-hmm. Um, a very, very long song. It's eight minutes, 29 seconds long. Yeah. And I've recently discovered that I like doing my uh, spin workouts to Paradise by the Dashboard Light because it's got multiple different tempos. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of mix it up as you're going through. But it's got a crescendo or a near crescendo. It gives you blue balls at the end. But it, uh, it's a very – it's a song, and I've started, like, psychoanalyzing the relationship between these two people in Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Because mm. you can remember the entire song is a negotiation yeah. between two young lovers in a vehicle. Yep. He's got some heavy petting going on. Yes. And meanwhile, it's, uh, you know, it's not good for either of these people. It's a, it's a woman who feels like she should only go all the way if she gets some commitment made under duress from her boyfriend for a lifelong commitment. Meanwhile, the guy, the guy is uh, somehow under the illusion... <laughs> This, uh, this this clown thinks that somehow, like, hey, wait a second. Why don't we just do it, and then we'll talk about it in the morning? Right. Like, he doesn't even understand this, the situation he's right. in. Um, and it's an really answer. a cautionary tale to both men and women, uh, you know, not to... Not to rush into things or to make this to make this a transactional affair, this Paradise by the Dashboard Light. The irony in all this is that you're right. In Paradise by the Dashboard Light, the guy was just some horny dude looking to get his rocks off, you know, in, yeah. in, in the car. Um, and, and and years later, Meatloaf would write, uh, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. He turned into a prude mysterious. all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, but it was also, well, I would do anything for love, but won't do that. It was more of a question of like, oh, okay, well, what... What would it be? Would it, it could be signing a prenup. It mm. could be, I don't know, like murdering your ex-husband. It sure. Could be, or your current husband, whatever yes. it might be. It's always fun to speculate what that might have been. Uh, was that with Lita Ford? Uh, yes, I believe it was. Or no, believe- Ozzy Osbourne did one with Lita Ford. Uh, I, there was a female voice, and I would do anything for love. I'm not sure who yeah. the female voice was, but rest assured I will look it up during the break. Paradise by the Dashboard Light also had, just much like uh, Guns N' Roses would later do, it was a whole lot of, for a young guy listening to it, there's a whole lot of moaning and groaning going on. Yes. Um, that for a young guy back in the days when like the Sears catalog was a, was a household event, um, that was pretty good stuff. Like, I was always amazed that they let it on the radio. Sears catalog and Cosmopolitan were big parts of your uh, formative years. I can tell that from the show today, from your mentions. I thought, it. yeah, I've had way too much of my life influenced by Meatloaf, Cosmopolitan, the magazine, and the Sears catalog, <laughs> and the Sears catalog. Right, yeah. right. National Geographic magazine, a little bit, <laughs> disgustingly so. Yes. All right. Um, that. Uh, so those were the celebrity deaths that impacted us. Loretta Lynn, in though, that yeah, was a tough one. Ninety she years, ninety. Coal miner's daughter, baby. Yep. Gallagher, Queen Elizabeth. I would. Uh, Gor- Mikhail Gorbachev. Who the hell's who's Scott Hall? Scott Hall is a, I put him on the list. He's a former WWE wrestler who went by the name Razor Ramon, who was very famous. Oh. Yeah, he was, people know who Scott Hall is if you know wrestling. That, that impacted me. I'd met Scott Hall a few times. Well, that was in the random category. So Gallagher, Queen Elizabeth, Mikhail Gorbachev, and Scott Hall. Three of those four people actually accomplished something in their life. Right. Um, it would have been nice if Gallagher yeah. could have done something in his life, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, who were you putting? Are you saying Scott Hall? 
No, I was talking about Queen Elizabeth. Oh. A glorified Kardashian. <laughs> well, the Kardashians work, though, too. So um, <laughs> She lived in 96. That's accomplishing something, in my opinion. That's yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, oh, no. The 96-year-old died. Everybody in England is acting like, oh, dear, what shall we ever do when this, uh, this, this national figure who actually does nothing right. in an official capacity died? Oh, dear. <laughs> Let's yeah. shut down the country for a week so we can figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, that's... <laughs> All right. <laughs> a 96-year-old figurehead died. Yep, yep. The last remnant of our once <laughs> great empire. Oh, dear. All right. Uh. <laughs> Final segment of the year for Seth and I. Seth's in tomorrow with John Harris, um, but we will, uh, we'll find out what the guy's got going on on In the Loop today. Who's in today? Ben, do we know who's on In the Loop today? I think it's B. Scott and Bajani. Again? Okay, good, good. I like those guys. They're a good Killer combo. Killer there you go. Killer bees. Uh, oh, killer bees. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, <laughs> we, we will be back. Final segment next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Uh, Queen Elizabeth is like the Kardashians if the Kardashians were also... Okay, come on now. We're also what? Borderline war criminals is what the text says. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing about... Um, we were talking about that, whether I was... I, I told Sean I was getting a lot of backlash on the text line, and Sean said... About the queen? And I said, no, about the godfather, of course. <laughs> yeah. The fact that I could never really get into the godfather. People are, they're not furious with me. They're disgusted with me. They feel like, uh, they feel like they can't be my friend anymore. What is it about the godfather that doesn't appeal to you? Because you're, you're not anti-mob genre. You, uh, no, no, I love a lot of mob movies. I yeah. really like them. Um, I don't know. You know what I think it is? I think it was one of those movies that my dad wanted me to watch with him. And maybe I was a little too young to get into it. And I just, it just, I, whether it was too slow or something, I just, it, it just never appealed to me. There's a lot of other mob movies that I really, really like. I yeah, just never liked The Godfather. For most people, it's just too long. You know, it's a really, Maybe that's really, what it was. it's a yeah. really long movie. Both of them, Godfather 1 and Godfather well, 2. Well, you know, my dad, my dad was a movie producer and, uh, which it's amongst many, many, many other things, <laughs> but he actually did produce a movie, Lady in White, which you can still get on Amazon every now and then. Yes. They got... Pretty good reviews. Um, he was the executive producer. They raised a bunch of money independently. He made some money on it. I'm not so sure the investors ever got paid. So that was he wasn't a movie producer after a while. And um, but because of that, like he would always have me and in like I, he he always wanted he he respected my intelligence, but he always wanted me me to be a full grown adult. So I feel like he made me sit down and watch The Godfather and like 
analyze it afterwards. Yeah. And uh, so I've got bad memories of that. As far as the queen goes, um, <laughs> as far as the queen, mm-hmm. I'm not done with her yet. Right. Uh, and the royal family. I will say, like, I do feel, yeah, like if you're going to, you know, you're going to be real with it, I don't think you should be an American or any former member of the Commonwealth or Empire and, and like, be the, worshiping the royal family. No. But I will say, I, like having read more and more about the American Revolution um, and trying to see things from both sides, uh, we as colonists, we were, we were a little bit the D-bag about a few things where I could, <laughs> I could see like the, way, like, like the way Britain would try to say, okay, guys, we got a treaty. Don't go any further west, okay? Because uh, we've, we've said the Native Americans can have that, that over there. So just don't go any further west. We cool? We cool? And uh, we as, we as uh, colonists were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we totally won't. Uh, as, like, as we're like, looking backwards on our horses riding into Indian territory. And then we'd be furious that the British wouldn't help us fight the Indians. <laughs> like, okay, all right. I, I kind of get where there was, a, there, were, there, were some, there were some issues. When the get. cat's away. <laughs> They're a little bit of, listen, listen, you can't tax my ass without representation, but you sure as hell better be there when I intrude on Indian <laughs> right. land. That's funny. <laughs> that is really funny. Um, by the way, Amy and I binge-watched Tulsa King. Uh, the, oh, fir- yeah. the first seven episodes. There's seven episodes in. Are you still on board with Tulsa King? You had started in on it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, good. we're into it, and we're keeping up with it. Good. It's, uh, honestly, are you like me? I actually now, I really appreciate it when a show only gets released once a week. Yes. it gives me something to look forward yes, to. Yes, a thousand. And yes, I've been yeah. saying this about, yes, yeah. not to you. I'm just like, I. yes. This Netflix thing where a series drops and people watch the whole thing in one day, I'm like, no, that was the great thing about Game of Thrones. That was the great thing about some of these. Disney is doing this with a lot of the Star Wars stuff. Uh, They're dropping it like every Wednesday. Yes, you've got something to look forward to each week. Something to look forward to. And there's something about when you binge watch an entire season of something, even if it's over the course of a few weeks, you don't feel things the same way. You don't have time for them to kind of seep in. And, uh, you know, like, if you just learn about King Joffrey uh, on one weekend and then, you know, four weeks later you're finding out what happened to King Joffrey, it's different than living with it season after season oh, after season. Yeah, a you whole know? off season of speculating what might happen and things like that. Yes. It takes, it takes a certain amount of time to genuinely despise a fictional character. Yes. <laughs> like to, to hate him with all of your soul. You can't do that in just a weekend or two. Bingo. Yes, absolutely. So I, um, so I, I say that to say about Tulsa King, we, we're, we, we obviously binge watch seven episodes of it cause we're behind but um, I'm into it. Man, Stallone is something else, dude. He's 76 years old. He looks incredible. Yeah, yeah he does. He really does. And like, obviously, he's got, you know, he's, 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 he's getting some help. But it does, like, he's done a good job with it. I think it's harder for men to get um, facial stuff done and have it look okay yeah. versus women. Like, you got to be very, very careful with it as a man. Yeah. Maybe it's just because men don't do it as often as women. Um, but, like, whatever he's done, uh, like, by Hollywood standards, it's, it's kept him looking pretty damn good. Well, and physically, he looks great. Like, he looks yeah, to be yeah. in a phenomenal shape. Right, well, because even, like, you know, I'm sure he's on hormone replacement and everything, but above and beyond that, like, he's fit. Like, yeah, he's fit. still built. 
Like he's he's more built than Schwarzenegger is. Oh, Schwarzenegger, yeah. like you can tell where the genetics are still incredible and everything, but he's not all bulked up. Whereas uh, like Rocky still looks like, or excuse me, Sylvester Stallone still looks like kind of a scary dude. It'll always be Rocky. And by the way, yeah. the new Creed movie is coming out soon, and it does not include Sylvester Stallone. It doesn't appear from the previews. I don't know how I'm going to handle that. A Rocky movie without, like a Rocky lineage movie without Sylvester Stallone. I don't think he's Randy, in that movie. Brandy, if you're listening, put that down on our list, Creed, because I still haven't watched Creed yet. There's two of them. This there's is two Creeds th- already? Well, there's a third the one third coming one's out. coming? Yes, yes, I've yes. seen no Creeds. Yes, you need Creed. In Neither the band nor the movie. <laughs> you need Creed. Well, I'll give you... <laughs> I would go in the order movie first, then band second. Um, guess who's in studio? Sean Bajani and Brandon Scott. They're in for In the Loop today. What's going on, fellas? Morning, guys. He, he's going to make a, a cameo or an appearance. Do you he's think? To, yeah, yeah. Okay. Th- th- I mean... Even if he's not in the previews. Probably check IMDb. I mean, he's alive and well. They're going to take He was when we last left him. So was Adrian. And then she just disappeared. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hey, you mentioned something when, when I was walking in, and you don't have to get too into it, but did you say Tulsa King? Tulsa King. What the hell is that? Yeah, it's a, I'm sorry. I should have said, yeah, Tulsa King is a, a show on Paramount+. Plus. Okay, I was uh-huh. just about to ask, which streaming service do Starring I Starring Sylvester watch Stallone. That's why we're talking about Yeah, I should have said. Oh, that's that. Okay. I should have said, yeah, yeah. I got caught up in this thing where Seth and I are having a conversation like we're just two of us in the room <laughs> with each other. Um, Tulsa King is a really good, in my opinion, uh, a really good mob drama that stars Sylvester oh. Stallone. As a as a recently released from incarceration, I did see. I didn't know the name Capo of it. Yes. who gets sent to, to to start up a crew in Tulsa by the New York the New York mob family. I'm here for that. Yeah, I I'm did sold. see the premise yeah. and heard the storyline. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't put re- the name together. Yeah. yeah, and it's really well done because unlike all these other shows, which all like Yellowstone, where all of a sudden they try to make you despise the main characters. Um, Sylvester Stallone does some really sketchy stuff in this show, except he's very, very likable. Yes. Like, even as he's extorting this pleasant young man, you're like, well, I mean, that's just what he does. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, you know what yeah. it is, Seth? It's an easy watch. These shows yeah. have gotten so hard to watch. Yellowstone and House of the Dragon. and God, they've gotten so... It's an easy watch, man. Yeah. Do what do you, you like? That what story? constitutes a hard watch? Like, are, are oh. you a Breaking Bad and a Better Call Saul guy? Was that because a lot of people think those are hard watches it, because it, there's so many lines to connect? It, I, that, it was a hard watch. It was great. I so. love Breaking Bad. The Be- Better Call Saul I bailed on because they, I was waiting for it to blend universes with Breaking Bad, and they were making me sit through multiple seasons about all these characters' success point characters yeah. I don't give a rip about. Yeah, Some and they crunched it all one. together. Yeah, the, the last yeah. three segments. Yeah. I think for me, like with Yellowstone and then this House of the Dragon, it's like they're spending half the episodes going through uh, like legal procedures yeah. and court maneuverings and everything. And I just uh, like I don't know. I don't think even lawyers would like this stuff. Yes, it's it's very like it, it, it carries no drama whatsoever. There's nothing human about it. I, I got into Yellowstone, though, for what it's worth. Solely because of the dialogue on this show, because of you guys talking oh, really? about it, and I watched Yellowstone because of you guys. So are I'm you pro- caught up, or I, are you? I am through four, through the through the first three seasons. Okay. So I'm not on the I'm not on the oh. most recent okay. season. Yeah, we basically. Sean, you see, we need to be talking instead about investment schemes that people can. Uh, <laughs> if it, if we can have that effect on Brandon Scott, imagine what we could do if I we know. get them to <laughs> buy our real estate. Brandon Scott, one of the smartest people I know, he's like, I listened to you guys and I started watching it. Yeah, wow, hundred <laughs> percent. That's power and influence. What yeah. do you guys got going on on the show today? 
Uh, well, you know, we're going to talk a lot about Laramie Tunsil and uh, what he had to say uh, yesterday about uh, his contract. You know, he was on In the Loop last week, and I thought it was interesting that, hey, he's going to negotiate this new deal. Oh, yeah. So we've got some thoughts on that. We've got Malik Collins on the show at yep. some point in the 11 o'clock oh, hour. off of the practice field. Nice. Fresh off the practice nice. field. So we'll get his thoughts there. Uh, and a lot going on. Uh, Malice at the Palace avoided last night yeah, in slightly. the NBA. Yeah, uh, We've got some baseball news, how the Astros tie into that. Okay. Who's getting better in the National League? Um, so we got a lot of stuff on the show, man. Good it's going to be fun. Good stuff. Sean Bajani, Brandon Scott in for John and Landry. In the loop, Seth, I will see you Sunday for Texans Countdown, presented by Modelo. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year's. Yeah, I'll see you in 2023 when it's going to be 77 degrees Indeed. on January 1st. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hope have I'm a, dead before then. Have a happy New Year. Have a great New Year. Have a happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.